taken in every ounce And I stay and wait for the morning to come They comfort me, they worry what ails me I sit and smile and I tell them I'm sorry But I don't mean one word of it all comes from within when the night comes to call That's Hamilton, Ontario, Americana folk singer-songwriter Gillian Nicola with Night Comes to Call, the first single from her soon-to-be-released full-length album Dried Flowers. And after releasing two EPs, Dried Flowers is actually her first full-length recording. We caught up with Gillian at home in Hamilton to chat about the new album. How are you doing today, Gillian? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm good. Great to be able to talk to you. You must be pretty excited with having this album coming out soon. I am. It's been like such a long time coming. You know, I've done a couple, as you mentioned, a couple of EPs, and it's it's been something I've been working up towards, but I wanted to, you know, make sure I took my time and did it all properly and all that fun stuff. So 
it's I can't believe it's finally <laughs> coming because it seems like it's been in the works for so long. <laughs> well, I, I don't know if I should be applauding you for the fact that you've decided that you're going to do the full-length album because, you know, living <laughs> in this streaming age, I'm I getting more and more people <laughs> saying, I'm releasing a single or it's just going to be an EP. Yeah. Um, you know, I had someone re- recently tell me, you know, they're releasing their album in three bits. And it's yeah. wonderful, but you know, from my point of view, I want the album. And to me, the album really showcases where the the performer is at the time. Yeah. What is your yeah. intent with the album? Uh, I mean, did you want to have that? To me, it's like a statement to say, "Well, this is my, you know, this is my first full length album. This is me." Yeah, exactly. It just seemed like such a like milestone thing to do. I had done EPs in the past, and and I like to do it. To be honest, it. I mean, other than the songwriting and the recording, I suppose, the process of putting out an EP versus putting out an album is almost the same. Like, it, it doesn't make it any more time-consuming or anything like that. It's, I wanted to do it for artistic reasons, and as I say, because it um, um, feels like a milestone. I always felt like with an EP, I didn't get to say as much as I wanted to say, and especially in my live touring and stuff, you know, with only having four or five songs, I'd feel like kind of restless and and wanting to play more material, but then I'm always being like hesitant of like showing too much new unreleased stuff in a show. So anyways, I'm just really excited to finally have a good number of tracks to choose from, basically. <laughs> well, that's good. It certainly comes through that you're very excited about this stage in your career, which is great. But yeah. I want to turn the clock back because yeah. you're a classically trained vocalist. And actually, yeah. I don't think you're the first one that I've talked to. Who Probably then not, who no. then decided that they wanted to be a singer songwriter? So, uh, tell us a little bit about how things worked out for you. Yeah, I mean, it's always kind of I've kind of always had my foot one foot in each world. Um, I I grew up taking voice lessons. I started when I was about seven taking voice, and um, I joined the Hamilton Children's Choir when I was eight, and that was the the huge basis of my my classical training. They're an amazing organization, and I'm still involved with them actually now. I got to tour all over the world with them and, and perform on amazing stages. And it just really taught me so much about classical music, but also just performance in general. And I went to U of T for music as well. Um, but all through all of that time, I all like grew up and was listening to like Led Zeppelin and Janis Joplin and lots of classic rock kind of stuff. So it was always like this thing uh, made maybe practical sense to pursue the the classical side of things. But Really, every time I tried to write a song or write anything, really, it always came out as this kind of like folk country Americana thing. And I never really understood it because especially like as I was a teenager, I wasn't really listening to folk music at all. And then eventually I discovered the Via Led Zeppelin. Uh, I always liked their their acoustic tracks anyways. Eventually when Robert Plant and Alison Krauss released that uh, Raising Sand record, that was when I, I fully found this genre of music and knew that that's what was for me. But it's good. I love having the classical background because I feel like I can sing healthily and make sure that I'm doing something that's sustainable while also doing something that's super fun. (laughs) You know, it's interesting when you mention Robert Plant and Alison Krauss and makes me, I was sitting there and having had a chance to, you know, have a good listen to the album. I'm thinking, oh yeah, Uh I could, I could imagine you duetting and I'm wondering (laughs) who that would be with. I don't know. I'd take either one of them, really. Yeah. 
No, that's great. So, so dried dried flowers is the new album. Night yeah. comes to call is the current single. Tell us a little yeah. bit about that song. So that song I wrote um, one night that it seemed like everybody I knew and their dog was going to the same party, and I decided I didn't want to go to that party. I wanted to stay home and like take some time off. Well turned out that I wrote that song so I guess I didn't really take time off but um, I just wanted to like spend some time with myself and that's basically what the song turned into it was about being okay spending time alone and taking time out for yourself when you need it and not feeling like you have to give in to you know the fear of missing out FOMO like (laughs) all the time which is I think it's a really hard thing to do especially in this day and age where like social media is just like reminding you of all the stuff you're missing if you're not being involved and um yeah, so that's what that song's about. Yeah, no, it's it's interesting. I'm I'm really interested to learn more about your songwriting. You know, you you talked about that the fact that you decided that you didn't want to go to that party and and then that inspired you to write a song about <laughs> about staying home. Yeah. Uh, you, we're going to talk a little later about your involvement in songwriters um circles, but yeah. uh tell us a little bit about your songwriting style because I know when you were working on this album. You were in Banff at the Center for Arts and Creativity, and they have that very yeah. cool program where yeah. they bring uh, musicians in and you know give them a chance to uh, to meet with other people and and get creative and write some songs. So let's yeah. talk about songwriting. Yeah, sure. I came into songwriting fairly. I mean. <laughs> fairly late in life. I know I'm still young, <laughs> but um, I feel like most most teenagers were sitting writing songs in their bedroom, or at least those that, that went on to, to write music, and, and I didn't. I didn't really start writing songs until I was uh, in my early 20s, and um, as I said, it was kind of because of this thing where every time I tried to write, it came out as this like folk country Americana thing, and it's not at all what I was listening to or what I was learning or anything like that. But that's what just naturally always came out of me. And it was like identity crisis for me because I was like, I don't understand where this is coming from. Like, this is not anything that I'm involved with. Then, as I say, when I discovered that record, I was like, wait a second, this is cool. And then I started listening to the Dixie Chicks. <laughs> and then I started listening to like, Gillian Welch. I mean, I was always listening to Joni Mitchell, of course, because who is Canadian and not listening to Joni Mitchell? And um, yeah, it just kind of took off from there, especially after I found Kathleen Edwards. That was one that really I leaned into of like, okay, yeah, this is this is where I'm supposed to be. This is the kind of music I'm into. It kind of just grew from there. I mean, I feel like it's one of those things that you're always learning and it's really exciting. And, and BAMP Center was a perfect opportunity to keep learning and and work along, alongside so many amazing people. It was just the best three weeks of my life to be at the BAM Center. I don't know what is going to top that. Even just scenery-wise, it is just such a magical place in Banff, and specifically at the BAM Center. It's like a little bubble, and I never wanted to leave my little bubble. <laughs> well, you know, the, the interesting thing from my point of view in interviewing musicians about why they make their art is the BAM Center comes up quite a lot, and, you know, yeah. they, I don't know if they have ever thought about putting a series of albums out, you know, from songs produced there, but um, there's some pretty good stuff that's come out of the that program, which is wonderful. Yeah, that would be a really cool idea. It's just like such a nurturing environment, and it's so rare in, I can't imagine in any field where you're just, you know, closed off for three weeks at a time to just sit and focus on one thing. It's such an odd thing to be able to do, especially as a as an independent musician. You know, there's so many different hats that you wear 
as an independent artist. And it was really nice to take off all of but one hat for three weeks and, and just sit and focus on art and hang out with other people who are in the same kind of mindset as you and, and learn from people who have been doing the thing that you've been doing for ages. And yeah, it's just, it's a really magical place. <laughs> yeah, it certainly sounds it. Now, uh, it's pretty clear that you like to, to challenge yourself with your music. We're going to step back into the album now yeah, and sure. play another song. That is She Stays Silent, which listening to the lyrics of this, I get the impression that this is very much to do with uh, the Me Too movement and, and issues in relation to music. But I want to give you a chance to, to talk about this song before we play it. Yeah, sure. Um, that is one of the songs that I wrote at the BAMF Center. Unfortunately, that is one of the fastest songs I have ever written. It's a song about, I mean, it, we have come so far since, you know, the whole Me Too movement and Time's Up movement and whatever you want to call it um, over the past two years and change. But there's still so much that exists and, and we're learning about new things every day. And, you know, we often talk about like the celebrity instances of all these things happening. But I am so aware of personal things in my own music scene that are really horrible and I have so many friends that you know are always dreading being put on the same bill as so and so and you know little things like that and it, I wrote that song out of pure frustration it just poured out of me and how it seems like no matter how much support there seems to be publicly there are still so many people who cross-examine and don't believe women when they speak up yeah it's it's just about all of that it's it's pretty blunt in the lyrics, so. Yeah, let's listen to that just now. This is Jillian Nicola with She Stays Silent from her new album, Dried Flowers. And you're listening to Folk Roots Radio. And I'm Jan Hall. It happened to her long ago She kept it all inside She didn't want to open up so much there to hide She told it to her best friend They both started to cry She didn't sleep for 40 nights That's how she stayed alive
That's Jillian Nicola with She Stays Silent from her new album, Dried Flowers. It's expected this spring. Jillian Nicola is our special guest on Folk Roots Radio today. And that song, Jillian, I imagine will probably come out as a single as well, will it? Um, do you see that down the road as something you want to maybe promote more? Yeah, I have uh, um, some pretty lofty music video ideas for that single. <laughs> so that's that's something I think that's probably going to come out later this year. Um, I've been talking to a director about it and yeah, so stay tuned for that. Well, as you mentioned before, you know, there are, you know, there are celebrity instances that we can't go into on this radio Mm -hmm. show that, you know, certainly raise the issue is, uh, you know, of being something that needs to be discussed. But as you mentioned, you know, uh, just in your, you know, your own personal music scene about instances where, you know, inappropriate behavior, was forced on on you and others it's it's just really important to make sure that this issue is raised and continually is raised until you know we see the the progress we need i'd like to steer the conversation now to talk about the making of the album because yeah you made the album in toronto at the lincoln county social club which i always think is a wonderful title for studio with john (laughs) dinsmore uh, who is who's been involved in some great albums over the last few years. Tell us a little bit about making the album with John and the people that played on it. Yeah, um, it, it seemed like even before I got in touch with John, it, I had it in the back of my head that he and I were going to do this record together. I don't know if he knows that, actually, but <laughs> it's true. Yeah, I had been working on some demos with a gal named Robin DeLunto, who used to be very involved in the folk scene. She does kind of more of an indie pop uh, thing now, and she's she's a producer as well. And uh, we were doing some demos together just for me to be applying for some grants. And um, I was telling her I was, you know, looking for someone to do the full album. And uh, she recommended John. And, and John was always in the back of my head because he plays with so many amazing people that I admire. Like, as I've mentioned, Kathleen Edwards, and he plays with Donovan Woods and, and lots of great people. And so I knew who he was for sure. And uh, I was like, somehow, I guess, like afraid of reaching out. But anyways, I did. And, and we hit it off so well, like right from the get go. And the perfect thing about working with someone who plays with people you love is that he gets every like deep little intricate thing that you can be talking about that you're trying to reference because he's probably played on the song. So uh, it was, it was a really nice experience to work together. Uh, super easy, um, which was great. And the studio's a great vibe, which is always something I'm looking for when I'm recording. Like it has to be aesthetically pleasing to me, I think in order to have the right atmosphere that I, want for that kind of uh, circumstance. So 
And you got some great players on the album, too. Yeah, yeah. I was like super dream band. So um, I had with me my longtime bass player, uh, Bruce Cavuzzo, who Bruce and I have been playing together, I think, since 2012. He's like a limb. <laughs> you know, he's just one of my best friends, and, and we've been working together for so long. And then I had our friend Justin Hahn on drums, who's been playing with me, I think, since about 2016 as well. And really great to have them so the three of us kind of like workshopped all the demos together and and knew how we wanted to arrange everything i have so many other cool people so emily rockarts is playing keys throughout the album emily and i met at the bamf center and she's a brilliant singer songwriter in her own right and i had allison mcnamara doing all the backing vocals which was really nice because i don't love doing my own backup vocals then i have aaron goldstein on pedal steel who that was like my number one fangirl moment, I think, because I'm such, such a fan of his. Uh, he plays with so many amazing people, and he's just, I don't know. I don't know that I know a pedal steel player better than Aaron Goldstein. So, And then I had uh, Gord Tuff on electric guitar, which was also a dream hire because he plays lead guitar with Kathleen Edwards and Sarah Harmer and all these people that I look up to. So it was really nice, and I knew that was exactly the sound I wanted for this record. And then who else? Okay, Rosalind Dennett plays fiddle throughout the record. And then I've also got Drew Dreka. He did some strings and string arrangements for there's a couple of songs that have string quartets on them. And again, huge fan of his work. He, every time I hear a magical string section, it seems that he's the guy behind it. So it was a really quite a dream to have him on the record. Two of the songs they did at the BAMP Center as well. So I brought those and then uh, John mixed them and everything. But those two tracks, which is She Stays Silent and New Light, were done with, oh my gosh, there's like another 10 people. <laughs> uh, Emily uh, Rockards and, Aaron, and uh, Allison McNamara are on both of those tracks as well. Then I've got like Old Man Ludica's playing banjo on one of the tracks and Fats Kaplan's playing pedal steel on one of the tracks and... It was just like a super team effort. <laughs> it certainly sounds like that. You know, I have to say, and you know, when I'm writing my notes for these interviews, I'm putting them down. I always leave the rhythm section to last. And I thought it was really good that you gave them the first shout out. So kudos to you for that. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. And they're such good friends. I can't not include them first. <laughs> no, that's great. We're going to go back to the album with the title track. Tell us a little bit about this song. Yeah, this was another one I wrote uh, at the BAMP Center. It kind of took on a couple of different lives, and basically I was writing some a song about the things that people leave behind after a relationship ends. And then I kept ta thinking about this, like uh, how flowers are such a, a part of our culture in so many ways, like in gift-giving and corsages and all those kinds of stuff, and how many people just have these old bouquets kicking around their houses. Well, not kicking, they're beautiful. So... Um, and uh, even I, like, have my, you know, high school corsage and all those kinds of things. So it kind of just grew from that idea. And um, I didn't really know where the song was going at first. It kind of took me a long time to figure out. But once I realized it needed to have strings on it, uh, I think that was when it finally took flight. And also Bruce on bass added some amazing stuff. He's playing so low. This is the one I love to play in open tunings. This song is in C6 tuning. So... My guitar was actually lower than Bruce's bass, so Bruce bought a five-string bass just so he could play this song. <laughs> you know, one one of the funny. things, <laughs> one of the things that comes through very clearly is how much fun you've had making this album. But it sounds to me like it's really, 
You must feel pretty good about it because it really feels like it's a statement, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I, I'm really, really proud of this song. I think uh, what Drew did with the strings on this song it blew me away. I, I knew it was going to sound good, but he's he's a magician. <laughs> Let's listen to that just now. This is Gillian Nicola with the title track from her new album, Dried Flowers. And you're listening to Folk Roots Radio. And I'm Jan Hall.
That's Jelly Nicola with the title track from her new album, Dried Flowers. It's due in the spring, probably in May. Jillian is our special guest on Folk Roots Radio today. So the album is ready. You're mm-hmm. releasing singles as we go. Yeah. You're expecting, I think, a May release for the album? Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be happening in May. We're still working out all the details for release shows and, and touring, but there will be Lots of touring and definitely release shows, so stay tuned. <laughs> and what can people expect when they come to a Jillian Nicola show? Well, it's it's kind of a varied thing. With a band, we almost become a jam band, it seems, at times. I love to give everyone space to shine, and, and to me, when I've got a band, it's not just about me, so I like to you know make sure they all have the space they need. Um, when it's me, solo by myself, you can... <laughs> I mean, I guess in both ways, you can hear expect a lot of silly anecdotes between songs and and I think in a, a solo show it's just a lot more stripped back. This album has got a lot of instrumentation, but so often it's just uh, me playing by myself. So yeah, I think both options are good. <laughs> and the details. When do you expect to have those coming together? In uh, two or three weeks? Do you think everything? Yeah, should in a come couple together? of weeks' time. Yeah. 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 No, that's great. Well, we'll certainly stay tuned for that. If you want to follow Jillian, probably the best thing to do is head to a website at jilliannicola.com or obviously social media will be a good place to go as well. But you're not just involved in your own music, you're also a bit of a community organizer and quite involved in song circles or songwriter circles, uh, including the Songwriters in the Round, which takes place on the last Wednesday of each month at the Painted Lady in Toronto. I imagine doing those things must really help, you know, not just with your stage banter, but, you know, your engagement with people. I guess you probably must come across people that you want to work with just by the fact that you share stages with them for these sort of events. Yeah, that it's been such a great series to run. It really just kind of happened by accident. I had just been in a couple of songwriters round and I wanted to run one at the Painted Lady and we had such a great show on the first show afterwards the the staff came up to me and they're like we want to keep this going we want to do this once a month and that was in june 2016 so we're still still going strong i think i've only missed maybe two or three of them uh when i've been out on tour and i've had just a friend fill in for me as host but it's been so wonderful to interact with so many amazing singer-songwriters and we're so lucky with so many of them in this neck of the woods and and i love bringing two people that are touring through and yeah, it's been really great as as like almost like a networking tool too, right? Like I've met so many great people through that series. So yeah, it's really wonderful. <laughs> yeah, and I think people can get details through the website, right? You have a, yes. a page about that. And I yeah. gather you're doing another one. I think you're in Waterdown at the Copper Kettle. Is that right? Yeah, so I run an open mic in my hometown, Waterdown, Ontario, um, twice a month. Uh, and that, again, it, it, I actually was working at the cafe that we were that I run it at when I started running it was in which was in April 2016 
they didn't have a host for their open mic and they just kind of set up a mic and walked away and I was like you guys need a host and that host should be me please <laughs> so it's it's been really fun and, and I love you know being able to be a part of people's like experiments and and we've had so many people do their like first performances ever at my open mic and it's just it's such an honor to be involved in that capacity and and I hope to always create like a a nice safe space for people to be able to do that and I think because it's in a cafe as well it definitely uh leads to that kind of environment and I think you're also involved in some other not the profits. Uh, you're involved with Girls Rock Camp Toronto as well, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. I've been volunteering with them for a couple of years, and I'm actually working on starting up a Hamilton chapter as well for Girls Rock Camp. So I'm really, really excited about that. Oh, nice. Well, you know, I've got to say, having talked to you today, one of the things clear is that you're one of those people I would call if I want something done in your area. It just seems well, quite good. clear. Yeah, just call Jillian if you need to get something sorted out with music. That would be great. It's oh, been good. an absolute pleasure to talk to you today. We're going to finish Likewise. with another track from the album. Now, yes. this is the song Halfway, which on the album I think is seven minutes long, but we're going to listen to the <laughs> radio edit. And, you know, yeah. and I, I guess that maybe was the Led Zeppelin influence coming through or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, I think so. It's it you know, it started off as, as just halfway, which is what we're gonna play today. And then uh I I kept like winding up playing around with similar melodies and uh I was just like, you know what? Who says that I can't have two songs that are one song? Like I can do whatever I want, it doesn't matter. So yeah, so then I wrote the second the second half of it, which is called On the Line and um yeah, we've done a radio-friendly cut where you can listen to both songs individually, but on the on the album it will be the full seven minutes and change of uh, it's a it's an emotional journey. I think this song. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. Well, you know, I have to say on this show, people often expect me to play the seven-minute version, but today, you know, as you suggested, the radio edit, we're going to go with that. This is <laughs> Jillian good. Nicola with "Halfway" from her new album, "Dried Flowers." You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall. And Jillian, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you today. Thank you so much for having me. It's super lovely to meet this way. Oh, my dear, you're better than you see. Got a soul on fire, you love just like a dream. No, I got a twenty. But you've got to give me something Come on and meet